We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Welcome to The Connection, a weekly radio program where we share our experiences and expertise with stories of caring, courage, and change right here in Connecticut. Listen to learn about needed resources to improve your well-being and transform your life. Now, here are the hosts of The Connection, Lisa DeMattis-Lapore and Ann Baldwin. And hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of The Connection. I'm Ann Baldwin, one of your hosts. And I'm Lisa DeMattis-Lapore. And we have some new listeners because uh, we've already had a lot of listeners at 5.30 in the morning, but a lot of folks are now tuning in at 9 Nine o'clock, o'clock, which is fantastic. And we're really enjoying having those folks. It was a little early, 5.30. It was a little early. You yeah. know, but, you know, we speak on a number of different issues. So maybe you're just coming in from the bar. Maybe you work third <laughs> shift. I don't know. Coming home from the casino. Coming home from the casino. Going to the casino maybe going to church how about that wouldn't that be nice services services yes all right so um it's great to have this uh rebroadcast at nine o'clock um giving us you know more opportunity to reach more people about all the great programs that we talk about on this show and uh always looking for suggestions or input if you want to reach us i'd like to give you my email address it's ann A-N-N, or plain old Ann, as I always say, A-N-N at baldwinmedia.net. So we get mail sometimes. That's our mailing address is on there, too. So it's good to have you here with us. And uh, we've got a great guest, another great Have we ever not had a great guest on the show? No, we always have great guests. I think we had one that was kind of a drag. Oh, this is true. Yeah, but we won't mention who that was, and that show never aired. So, oh, there, oh, that, that's right. See, there you go. That's right. So, um, Elizabeth Howard is here, and I just before chatting with Elizabeth, we have something in common. So, you were Air Force, yes, and I was Air Force ROTC in college. Nice. Yeah, I had wore this little <laughs> uniform to class early in the morning, but I go really early so nobody saw me in my ROTC uniform. And then, you know, I didn't want to make the the commitment afterwards, so I only stayed in two years, and then I got out. But I, let me tell you, I can march right flank, right. Understood. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I still have my little Baldwin pin. It was a good time. Nice. Um, yeah. So it's it's nice to meet you, and we're not talking about the Air Force on this on this show. So why don't you go ahead and talk a little bit about another one of your great employees at the Connection? Oh, it's always a great show when I have when we have our staff here because they really are pretty amazing and the work they do is has to be a labor of love because it's difficult but especially um Eliz, elizabeth that's here today um 
works for the connection. Perfect example of the fact that when you come to the connection, there's a lot of opportunities to work at different programs. And Liz has certainly done that. She started with us in 2014. And now she, in 2016, she was promoted to program manager of Sierra Center, which is what we're going to talk about today. Mm -hmm. And um, again, um, Liz has a lot of passion for the work that she does. And in addition to that, Liz, you really have an amazing staff team that you've developed. You're really high, high respect, you know, just respected by everyone really in the agency, but it also speaks to your character, who you are and the passion that you show each and every time. And I was, um, at an agency leadership meeting the other day and I stopped in and started talking to Liz. And when she started talking and I hear the passion, I thought, Oh God, she's got to come on our show because really, um, it's a labor of love and she really is invested in the success of our clients and residential treatment. I'm a, I'm, I love residential treatment cause I'm crazy that way. Residential treatment, 24 seven treatment is really intense. It is. It, you, you, right. You never feel like you're disconnected, ha, disconnected at the connection. Okay. Just kidding. But truthfully, it is such an amazing experience to have clients 24 seven and see the evolution yes. of their success. So I'm going to stop and turn it over to you, Liz. Welcome to the show. Tell us about your work. Okay, so I run a 60-bed all-mill facility. Uh, all of the clients are from the Department of Corrections, and they're all referred that manner. Um, our only, there's, really, we don't turn down anyone. However, if they have had uh, several arson charges that would have to be like their main offense, then we may uh, turn them away because we're in such a large building. Um, if their mental health score is too high and we the caliber of their mental health may be something that we can't handle, then we may turn them away. That is very, very few and far between. Um, we're probably talking single digits over an entire year. Um, so we work really, really hard to try and make sure that we can take care of all the clients that we come in contact with. So let me ask you this, Liz, because you, it, you know, you talk about the intensity of the job and you're also a mother of four kids. Yes. <laughs> so talk about double intensity, I'm imagining. Uh, I'm definitely. one of four kids, so I know what my mom and dad went through. So, I mean, what is it in your past or what is it in your education that kind of drew you to doing this in the first place? So uh, initially when I went to school, I was a biology major. Oh. Uh, then I had a child who was diagnosed late in life. Well, we would say late now, but he was probably about eight or nine years old he was uh, diagnosed with uh, autism um, high functioning autism so I needed to learn more uh, he was in Yale child study um, I went to parenting classes for approximately three months uh, to learn how to work with him his behaviors and all the things that went along with that um, and in that I was like oh this mental health thing I'm really interested in it and it really jogged me as something that is happening every day in life uh, and I felt like I can be a part of it and it was still somewhat social work so I went further and I set up okay I'm gonna take the mental health track and I did that and I did an internship and one of the internships that was available was with New Haven parole so I did an internship there completed it and stayed on as a volunteer 
for an entire year. Um, so I had an opportunity to see how the parole officers work with their clients. Um, some were great, some were not so great. And I took in all of those experiences and just held on to the positive experiences that I had and said, I can definitely do this. And how could I get involved? Mm-hmm. And they uh, some of the staff there directed me to an AIC or the connection. Wow. And so I applied um, just on a whim. There was a, a job fair. There was a job fair All right. uh, in, yes. yeah, in February of 2014. And I went and I was hired. And then finally, I got a start date of April 1. And it has been the best thing since sliced bread. Uh, I really love what I do and my opinion is like my way of giving back to the community. Um, I'm from the community of where some of my clients come from. So it helps to have somewhat of understanding and know the layout, you know, of the city to help uh, give them direction. Um, I've been a person uh, on welfare in the past, you know, so it's like you understand how to navigate social services and Mm -hmm. and things like that so so you're not above it all and absolutely you know and that's what i you know people want to i believe relate better to folks who've got the lived experience right absolutely you can have all the degrees and you can have all of that kind of stuff but if you don't have the compassion and the understanding of where these people are come from and more importantly a goal of where they need to be absolutely um, you know how good are how good are you going to be so um again the name of the program is called the Sierra Center. Sierra Center, and it's based in New Haven. Yes. So, you know, that's the other thing. A lot of people think about the connection being based in Middletown, but really your services are statewide. statewide. Yes. And with a real increased presence in, in New Haven. Yes. So 60 men. Yes. And under one roof. Yes, ma'am. Okay. So what are some of the challenges with that? Well, the good thing is everything is kind of laid out. We definitely have a day-to-day schedule. So, and they also have case management with each of their case managers. Uh, we also have staff always present in the main office um, in most cases. So when they come by and they have questions, you know, uh, their questions are being uh, answered. Um, I don't know. Some of the, I, I can't even really think of uh how many bathrooms that? are in that house for 60 people? I'm just curious. We have quite a few. Quite a few. All right. You uh, don't have two, to count. four, six, ten. <laughs> we actually have ten, right. ten toilets, it's a very ten structure, showers. It's a structured program. And then during the day, do some of these people go out and work? or? Yes. So most of them are employed. So it's it's very rare that all 60 are in the house at the same time right. because they work every shift there is, first, second, and third. Um I would say at this time we have probably 60 to 70 percent of them employed. That's fantastic. And and we are a rolling program. So you always have new people coming in, new people going out. It ebbs and flows. Mm -hmm. So there can be times where our numbers look low, but we've had a heavy turnover of clients being, you know, successfully discharged from the program and a new wave coming in. So it's ever turning. And how has the New Haven community received the program? How supportive are you getting support from, you know, the mayor and from other folks in the community? I would think that has been very supportive. I think um, the mayor might be involved with the Believe in Me 
uh, program, which is also a residential in New Haven as well. Um, it's not a work release program, but those are some of the soap. It's considered like a sober house where our clients could actually transition to to live before they go out all the way out into the community or maybe they can't afford an apartment. So it's a rooming house uh, where they can stay. So in my uh, from my perspective, I think it's very supportive. Yeah. It's, it's a good um, place to start and to um, really like launch the next part of your life when you're getting out of incarceration, you know, getting a job, getting stabilized, working on your recovery if that's an issue or whatever, mental health. Um, re um, integrating with family, building su- building a support system, mm-hmm. all of those things, and then moving on from there to the next step. Because we talk about you know what is recovery, what does it mean to get well? Wellness is really, I think, it's an ongoing process in your life. It's not just one. St- it's not just one stop shopping. No, it's for not. all of us. <laughs> yeah, it's a work in progress. It's a work in progress. Right, and right? we've talked about this on previous shows too. Is that the alternative? is if these folks don't get services like they're being offered then what's where do they go they end up back in prison which is costly they end up perhaps as a danger to themselves or to others out on the streets so giving these folks the guidance that maybe they've never had in life Mm -hmm. absolutely um and i just thought about a challenge maybe not necessarily within the halfway house Mm -hmm. but uh on a previous show, I've listened to some of the challenges in terms of housing, okay? Um, I hope that maybe one day there can be a lift on some of these policies. Uh, some of our clients um, have really gotten themselves together. They're doing well. They're doing excellent. But they only make a minimum wage or a little bit above, so they can't afford anything other than a sober house. And even right. those places are limited. Mm-hmm. Um, the places that they can afford they're not allowed to go to they may have relatives who would want to bring them in but you know they are receiving funding from uh, the federal government such as your housing authority section 8 RAP, if that still exists um, and they're not allowed to go to those places so housing sometimes can be a struggle um, them getting into their own apartment maybe again like I said because their wages are not enough they're mm-hmm. just at minimum wage and it's pretty costly out there right Exactly. So it's, you know, we're trying to get them a livable wage, but housing, as we've talked about before, is always really the key to success. It's, you know, what happens when you get out of a treatment program and the work really starts and you're on your own. And that's why we have a lot of programs that have that wraparound case management services, um, because it's really a, a culmination of everything that makes people successful. Your support system, where you live. Uh, who you can talk to, how are you navigating, how do you deal with problems, are you dealing with issues when they come up, you know, and for a lot of, of, of our clients, because they, if they've been incarcerated, now they're really doing this on their own, mm-hmm. and so what resources do they have, so that's why it's important when they are in our program to give them as many resources as possible. Yes. And navigation navigate. is a huge navigate. word, use, huge. use the word navigate, yeah. and regardless of what kind of services or what kind of help you're looking for, I know personally, you know, how hard that navigation can be, because if you don't know where to go, you don't know where to look, you don't, you know, I know when my family was looking for me for a recovery center for, mm-hmm. you know, to get me in to get my intervention and all that 
you know, they didn't know where to begin. They didn't know where to start. So when you have people that, you know, do this for a living and do this because they want to help people, you can cut to the chase, right? You know what works and you know what doesn't work. You know who's going to accept you and help you and who isn't. That's right. And that's half the battle. Yes, it is. It is. So if you want more information on this program or any of the connections program the website is the connection inc the connection inc.org and they also have a toll-free helpline 855-435-7955 and we're speaking with elizabeth howard so elizabeth what is your title program manager program manager and uh, that's for the sierra center which is located in new haven so if you had a magic wand yes what would you like to see change not today but maybe tomorrow Hmm. i would love to see uh, our clients be able to get into housing that is affordable and i would love to see more employers open up their doors to give people an opportunity Um, i often tell the clients you know whatever job you can land go ahead and take it guess what you're doing you're building your resume Mm -hmm. the next employer will see that you know what this job gave you an opportunity so maybe it's not so bad let me give you a chance um, to see you know if you can work well for me because now they have someone who can speak on you know their timeliness you know how they conducted themselves with the supervisors and with other you know employers so we had an interesting uh, guest on this show and um, his name was Blaine, right? Right. And he got a job out of incarceration at a steakhouse where all the helpers wore red shirts and the managers wore white shirts. And his goal was to one day wear a white shirt. But he had to earn that, right? He had to become right. a manager. And he did. And he, he told us about the day that he got his white shirt. Oh, my gosh. How cool is that? That is awesome. Was it great? Was that great? He just called me yesterday, too. How's he doing? He's doing wonderful. And he's he, still wearing a white shirt? He, he's doing, yes, he's doing really well. He's going to help us with our upcoming, upcoming golf event. He's going to be there. So he's working hard to, and he's also going to be working per diem for our agency, coming back as a per diem employee. Wow. Yeah. That is nice. That, that does remind me of a story. We had a client uh, in Sierra Center uh, who worked uh, with city parks and, not city parks and rec, but downtown ambassadors he is now a supervisor and that's who we call to do our job verifications for other clients so funny i was like this is so amazing he's like hey i'm a boss now i'm like are you serious i'm a boss now yes (laughs) they should make that a bumper sticker (laughs) i have I have to throw this in only because we're talking about how, again, sort of proven uh, record here of our clients um, becoming um, successful folks in society, giving back, right, working with us. It's sort of like this loop of how it all comes back. I received an email from Sherry Weaver, who has been working with The Connection for over 20 years. She's program director. We've had her on our show um, of uh, Mother's retreat in Groton. She sent me um, an email and told us that one of the children that were that was born at Mother's Retreat, we just hired as as a worker. Oh my goodness. Wow. Yes. That is awesome. One of the child, children that was born are women and children's program to a mom who had a substance substance abuse problem. That baby now is 
an adult and is going to be working for the connection. Wow. Is that breaking generational cycles oh of abuse gosh. and neglect? It's well, definitely. Well, and there's a million stories where that it, came is from. That great? Oh, for sure. I love there really story. is. And I, you know, I love the story and I tell it a lot, but it's one of my favorites because I was there at the, the annual right. meeting where the woman had how many kids? Five kids? Yeah. Five kids. She, uh, addiction, incarceration, all that stuff. That, she went through two or three of our programs. Two, you three. You know, th- consecutively each level of care. Mm-hmm. And right. she had this goal of, you know, putting a roof over her head and being employed and yes. And she got all of her five kids back and they're like doing incredibly in high school and college, college. and and I mean what a superstar oh what a superstar God. and what a success story and there's just a million where that came from we just got to give people a chance absolutely that's that's the whole point of um, you're really when you change one life you you're really not though you're impact the whoever that person is dealing with children they're in giving back to the world and they're impact people in their own life and they're improving the lives of others besides themselves so Absolutely, it's right. right and that is a perfect example of we have so many of these stories this is why we know that treatment works but you have to treat the issue right because Absolutely. there's usually i'm assuming underlying issues yes. whether it's of substance abuse it's mental health and that's trauma 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 you yes. know so there's all these underlying issues you can't just say stay here get a job uh do a resume and you'll be fine absolutely not and so how do you address all that because everybody's different yeah so again it's individualized uh service plans we do we meet with the client uh we go through we have assessments um mm-hmm. The Ohio, the Ohio risk uh, assessment that we now call scores, um, and we find out what services are needed uh, based on the scores we receive, and also just from what feedback the clients give us. And we meet each person where they are. You know, addiction doesn't always just happen. Sometimes there's uh, trauma involved, or uh, maybe I relapse because I can't talk to my children, or you know, there's other underlying factors as you uh, had stated earlier so we just address each piece as we go along and we meet with the clients as often as necessary so some clients meet with their case managers three times a week as opposed to the one it just depends on the level of uh, care that they need mm-hmm. so you've probably heard and seen it all absolutely um, one of the things that had had impacted me just a little bit were the overdoses um and it wasn't necessarily the overdoses themselves it was more of the aftermath uh because your job is to make sure not just the clients are okay but you also have to make sure that your staff are okay too Mm um and you know sometimes it takes a toll and we do our own little you know, debrief afterwards, that's our way of getting through and, and moving forward and uh, moving through that. So when you talk about overdoses, I mean, it happens in your program? It has, yes. Okay. You know, that's part of the clientele that we serve. We have people who have um, addiction history mm-hmm. and then coming out of prison or from a top program, which is like a timeout program, um, just for a 30 day stint because they weren't successful wherever they were, whether it be in a community or at another residential setting, uh, they may come to us and may not be fully rehabilitated, even though we refer them well, you know, for services at, right. uh, the centers for behavioral health. We well, can't always rehabilitate and get what you need in, in, 
incarceration and in jail, right? Correct. So that that's the other piece of it. But I would think, too, that, you know, it's tough. And like you said, it's tough on your staff. Other people witness it. But, man, if that isn't a, a wake-up call for other yeah. people to see Absolutely. this if not for the grace of God, could be you. Sure. Right? Yeah. And we talk, like I said, I, we talk about it, you know, as a whole in house meetings. Uh, we definitely debrief with the entire house afterwards. And, you know, uh, it, it's always been said that clients will say, oh, no, I'm not snitching. And I said, no, we're going to change that S word. I wanted you to change the word snitch to save. Because when you don't say something, you can't right. save the life. Exactly. You know, and I'd always uh, rather save the life as as opposed to um, have to inform someone that their loved one, you know, isn't coming home. There's a there's a big difference. Uh, Absolutely. In that. Well, you were um, a great guest, Elizabeth Howard. Thank, thank you. you so much for being here. And again, the name of the program is the Sierra Center. If you want more information, you can go to the website at theconnectioninc.org. And you know, just another one of your amazing programs that's working. I know it's wonderful. It's great. But again, it's also, we're grateful, um, obviously, um, to the Department of Correction for um, letting us have this opportunity to roll out services and provide community safety. That's really what it's about and rehabilitation. But I'm grateful to you, Liz, and to all of your staff for the wonderful thank work you. that you folks do day in and day out. And um, thank you so much. Thank you for the opportunity. Um, and as I'd like to say, continued success. Yes. <laughs> thanks continued a lot. success. And thanks to all of you, our listeners, for tuning in to this edition right here on WCW. Oh, oh crap. We're leaving that in the show. Okay, right here on WTIC News Talk 1080. She got it. And we'll see you again next week. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.